0: Psycho Gorman, Keska (laughs) say.
1: Well, that's the uh, that's the cold open.
2: Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is...
3: I am Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis.
2: Andrew's back. And tonight we are talking about the newly released movie, PG, Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman, or PG as I'll just call it from here on out, was written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, it is starring Nita Josie Hanna, Owen Meir, Adam Brooks, Alexis Hansey, Matthew Ninabar and Reese Presley. I will also throw it out there that um Steven Vlahos does the uh voice of PG but he was not listed in the initial um, starring so yeah. Um as it turns out I do not have a budget for you. Nobody does. I will say that every single fucking penny of this uh, budget was spent well, but (laughs) I don't have it for you. Um, And thus far in the box office, according to Wikipedia, it has made $40,568. A crime! Which, I'm assuming the budget was more than that, so...
3: Maybe not. They filmed filmed Paranormal Activity on $10,000. Those this, has a, this has
2: a lot more than paranormal activities in terms of
3: those costumes uh, had to be expensive.
2: Practical effects, yeah.
1: Now you can make that stuff out of foam. Like uh, you can make that out of like um, tumble mats. Like, but the labor,
3: the the labor to make them, because we'll we'll get Stephen into it. Stephen we'll Kostansky
1: it. probably did it
2: himself. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay, He's a special effects artist. All right. So, um, where did I want to start with that? Oh yes uh so this was uh the production company is raven banner um but it was distributed by rlje films which also distributed the wonderful wonderful movie that we saw color out of space oh yeah that was almost one year ago yeah just about we're pretty close too um so, yeah, as soon as uh, we saw this, we had to jump on it, so...
3: They're becoming my favorite, like, studio. You know? It's just like...
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
3: Eh, they're good, and they're I, good. I think this
2: is also attached to Shutter for
3: distribution. Yes. That is correct.
2: Which I didn't know that until after I watched it. I could have watched it for free on the PlayStation that's upstairs, because there's Shutter logged into that.
3: Mm-hmm. But I
2: watched it on mine. Boo. <clears throat> No, it's okay. I'm happy to support it in any way I can. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Also, to just throw out, this did uh, appear at a, a film festival last year, but like most good indie films, they hit the, uh, I guess, the circuit first, and then they show up for the mass well, audiences.
3: So. It, it was supposed to premiere at South by Southwest.
2: Right, but due to COVID, that wasn't a reality, unfortunately. But um, it did show up at uh, Beyond Fest in October.
3: Yes. I see now. What is that? Just a small festival, I must, I'd assume. Oh, and Australia's Monster Fest.
2: Hmm.
3: A bit bigger <laughs> of a festival.
2: Yeah, lady. Um,
3: Australia's doing things now, they're allowed see? to.
2: Well, that's what happens when your uh, country is its own separate continent. <laughs> you can make those kind of decisions. Well, I guess that's it for the setup. Ben, can you tell me what this film is about? I'd love to I hear it. I
3: sure can. It's going to be a short one because I don't need don't You don't need much for this.
2: This movie is very much on the nose. Yep.
3: A little girl and her brother find a gem that controls an alien from another planet. That is destined to destroy the universe. And together they learn the meaning of love, friendship, and gore. (laughs) It's Psycho Gorman.
2: That's pretty (laughs) succinct. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Now that you mentioned gore, I will say I was a tad disappointed on the gore aspect. They did great. Don't get me wrong. But I wish there was a little bit more gore. I feel like it was gore heavy on the front end, and not so much the back end.
3: I agree with that. um, I think that's just a budget thing. I think they uh they they, spent, they, ran they out spent of money. a lot early on and then just could, didn't have enough at the end.
2: I mean, don't get <laughs> me wrong. it's I still feel like they delivered on the uh practical effects throughout the entire film like it was it was good, but I don't know a guy got exploded in the beginning, and at the end, we're seeing like. I don't know when, when, you know, I'm jumping around here, but when uh, PG is fighting the uh, Templar, is that what she was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I want to make my own. And then he's like ripping pieces of her body out of her. I don't know. I I wish we could have just seen it a little bit more.
1: Let me stop you right there. If you haven't seen this movie, it's like $6, $6 or $7 on YouTube. Yeah. Please. This is not one... To listen to the podcast before you see the movie. This is
3: You need to see this.
1: You need to see this to like
3: yeah. It's good. It's very like, oh my it's God. good.
2: Go. I, I I know if you were waiting for a review towards the end, I'm I'm sorry, but this movie was great. <laughs> yeah. So hey, wrap it
3: up. I'm gonna buy this. Right. I'm gonna get this on Blu-ray. This yeah, deserves I'll, I'll a Blu-ray. By the way,
2: speaking of Blu-ray, it will be released. Very limited release. Um in march march 16th i believe is the hmm. release date so you will be able Just to buy some this time delivery. for sci-fi boys
3: birthday hey I... yeah will so keep that so in mind. go watch it and come back anyway we're talking about the pandora fight i agree um it definitely felt like at the end they were running out of time but i think also like so there's a point in the movie where you're right there there's a ton of gore at the beginning And then there's a point where it really lulls. But I think that's the point in the movie where the movie comes into its own. It's no longer just a silly camp fest. Like, there's actually, like, stuff going on throughout it as we work with Mimi and – like learn more, let's see more involvement with her brother. The whole nightmare land sequence with with Luke and and Psycho Gorman was really good mm-hmm. because like yes, he's manipulating Luke. He definitely is, but he also sees himself in Luke. I don't know if anyone caught that. Oh no. like, yeah,
2: he is. Yeah.
3: He sees himself in Luke, and he sees Mimi as a Templar. And he's like, "Look, dude, like it's only gonna get worse from here." I was expecting like the end to be like he elevates Luke to like a an, to like a killer status in the same way like the Pandora makes the mom a Templar, and like they go on to destroy the universe together. But I, I liked this too. This worked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, while we're talking about parents, I. <laughs> The dad right away. I was oh like, my god! The, oh the, the first line where it was just like, where it's like our monster's real, and he's like, <laughs> humans are the real monsters. And like, oh my god! Yeah, really? I was like, I was like, I'm like, I'm sixty percent sure that Kostanski is like actually means that, but also forty percent sure that he said that to get a laugh out of people. So, hundred percent that this whole movie was honestly hilarious.
1: Oh. Just yeah. even even from even from moment one with Crazy Ball.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. That was that's just Which like
1: they focused, left
2: field. They focused so much on Crazy Ball and at the end with the epic Crazy Ball match, I was like, this is yeah. the only way this movie could have ended. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really. It was perfect.
3: Um I I especially going back to Adam Brooks and the dad, I especially love just as I'm not, you know, I don't want to put myself on the level of Steve Kostansky because I'm nowhere near that. Like, I I aspire to be a director like Steve Kostansky. But I have to say that, like, I don't know if Kostansky wrote, like, those moments with with Adam Brooks into the script. Like, there's a part where she calls him lazy and the camera just kind of slowly zooms in on him while he's on the couch and he's just, like, nodding. And it's just this (laughs) really bizarre moment. And... I like I that couldn't have been the script. That had to be like Adam Brooks is so fucking funny. Let me just stay on this moment for a minute. Whoa!
2: Yeah, I could one hundred percent believe that that was a collaboration between uh, Brooks and Kostansky. and like in the moment of wait, do that face again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can it believe
3: it. The dude is a. I'm. I'm gonna go follow Adam Brooks everywhere I can right now. Actually because this dude is a fucking comedic genius his timing is off the fucking wall <laughs> When he's uh, at the end at the end, he's he's like giving her advice and he goes one time a uh, a man uh, Is this cool? <laughs> asked me if I wanted to see his baseball cards And I saw his, in his huge in his van collection <laughs> yeah,
1: I <was> dying. <laughs>
3: and the whole point of the speech the whole point of the speech is sometimes you should be an adult and trust that weirdo in a van <laughs> in order to get to convince her to give him the gem to give psycho uh-huh. Gorman the gem to destroy yep. the universe yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. can i just say My favorite line in the movie is at the end when he's like, I'm going to go destroy the universe now. And they're like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, what a treat.
2: What a treat. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I I do want to say is that, and I hate to say this, but I feel like um, Nita, Josie, Hannah should have been like reined in a little bit. I thought she was great, but I and I hate to say this about a child actor because they're not exactly a trained actor, but uh, I feel like she overacted oh, a for sure. lot of it. I, maybe maybe uh, that's what he was going I was gonna for. Say, I to say,
1: honestly, I, I've seen kids her age. I, I'm a, an uncle 13 times over. Um, some of them are way past that age. Some of them are that age. Some of them are younger, but. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, kids do act I mean, like that. A I would lot. say. I mean,
0: she had a. I mean, her character was supposed to have a hint of, of being a psychopath, right? Like that's kind of the whole thing. So I feel like, really, okay. So just step taking a step back. I think that she stole the show for sure. Like she was mm-hmm. kind of like, just you know, as soon as you think things are just going back to normal. It's just like she just shoots you right into, like, the campy, like, like ridiculous over the top. And, like, for a child actress who is – I don't even know what name, how old she is. But for a child actress um, to do something like that um, in a film is phenomenal. I mean, you know, to have that sort of confidence and that sort of timing to be able to characterize something in that way on, on – On screen and it actually comes through on screen i think that's amazing i think she's fantastic but like you guys said she was over the top because i think that was necessary
3: can i say something that might be controversial i think
1: if it's you don't like if you don't like children actors i've already said no no
3: no it's fine children children everyone's opinion on children actors are the same um anyone who has who states an opinion on a child actor is is not original so, <laughs> I'm kidding, Miller. No, it's just, it, everyone says the same thing. It's like, I don't like child actors, unless they're good. Um, no,
1: I don't like child actors at all.
3: <laughs> they're good ones. Uh, Actually, this girl. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. This, this girl was 100% channeling the spirit of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes okay, okay, okay yeah
1: that I can uh and I, I won't say sh- I won't say that's good but yes that is correct
3: to the point that I have to believe that Kostansky Kostansky gave her Nicolas Cage movies and was like watch these I want you to be this guy because it is it's it's Nicolas Cage and an 11 year old mm-hmm. girl 100 yeah. percent like the way she delivers lines like in at the time the the point the part in the bed where she like screams I forget what she screams at the beginning but they're like they're like telling her that like uh she can't she has to stop hitting her brother <laughs> and she like screams out some line out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my God is it's Nick Cage like one hundred percent she was channeling him, and I think that is why. watch the
1: color out of space watch Con I guess, Air, watch I guess I'm
2: just, uh, the, the downside is that side of Nick Cage wasn't discovered until post 1990s. And she'll never have the glorious Nick Cage that, uh, you know, got him his big bucks back in the beginning. So I don't
3: want her to do this for the rest of her career, which I'm, sh- I'm certain will be long and prosperous. But um, I don't, uh, I don't, I think for this it worked. I think, look, like, the character itself, like, if you were to, if you were to take out Nita Josie Hanna and actually cast Nick Cage, like, the the movie still works. <laughs>
2: You know oh, absolutely. what I'm saying? But, all right, so as long as we're talking about uh, child actors, I thought uh, the brother, Owen, uh, Mir, I hope that's how you say his last name. I'm sorry, Owen. Maybe uh, Meyer. Meyer. That could be too. That actually looks like it. I don't know. Either way, I thought he did rather well. He did. Oh, he yeah. He played a meek kid, really. Like, he, he's still a kid, though. What, you know? So, you A trained adult actor we'll get to a point where you can suspend the disbelief and you can't tell that they're acting, you know, like a Gary Oldman or someone like that. Um, With a kid that's really hard, you you could tell they're faking being somebody else. Very rarely does it work, you know, with things like uh, Stranger Things, it definitely worked. In this case, you wouldn't expect that, but I thought Owen Meyer slash Mir. Probably Meyer, um did really well, so mm-hmm. I agree yeah
1: i I kind of i I can't help but feel that um the portrayal of uh Luke and Mimi had something to do with maybe maybe an under undertone of like hands off like modern parenting mm-hmm. you know am i am I the only one who got that are vibe? you saying
2: it's making fun of it or?
1: Yeah, like, this is, like, this is uh, a caricature of what can happen when you're that really hands-off. Like, we let our kids be free spirits, kind of, you know. We let our
2: kids be who they are, kind of parenting. This is a very simplistic way to put it, but, I mean, there's the three ways, or four ways to parent. I will just say through this super, like, well, there's authoritarian, there's authoritative there is I forget the one after that but it's when you basically build a sandbox for your kids to play in they can do whatever they want as long as they stay within that box and then there's go be a free spirit and it's you know in the middle is where it's best usually it's the sandbox idea but yes they seem like the kind of parents where they just let them fucking do whatever they want dig a giant hole in the backyard (laughs) We had a three love.
1: foot hole in the backyard the first ten minutes. Like
2: as long as that hole was filled in, it's fine. It's nine o'clock. All <laughs> shenanigans fucking stop, go so, to bed. Okay,
0: so permissive and uninvolved. So permissive is like the positive version of it because you're responsive. And then uninvolved would be yes. you're on your own.
2: Yes. Which I would probably Honestly, characterize the two the two ends of the spectrum are bad. Because you could wind kids up so much that they're going to, like, rebel against you. And on the other end, not give them any direction, you know, is bad as well, so. But, you know, obviously this is that super far end of no rules.
3: I think this, and I, I am not a parent, nor am I a parent of a, of a little girl, but I have heard stories from parents <laughs> of little girls. Uh, I have friends who are parents of little girls. I think this is a metaphor for the little girl. I really do. I think Psycho Gorman is the is the killer inside of the little girl that every parent <laughs> secretly fears. I have friends who fear their daughters in in ways that I haven't seen before. And I I I get it when I look at them. And like you always hear the stories, like I remember there's like the one uh green text that goes around the the Internet where it's like talking about someone who played D&D with his eight year old girls and instead of killing the wolves like they were trained to do, they raised an army of wolves and sent them back to town and took over fear, the town.
2: Yeah, fear women. Right. The whatever. whole
3: fear women thing. And I think that's I think there's a metaphor for that going on there. I wonder if Steve Kostansky is a father of a little girl. And like that's what this was here. I'd be curious to know. I, I I should have should have tried harder to get this dude on. I should have tried it at all. But maybe you should maybe have you know. tried
1: because it's there's very late. little about this dude out there. I would there's absolutely like I would absolutely
2: come back and we'll make room in the schedule to get Steve on if we can.
3: All right, let me see oh, what, if we see ever, what ever I got the do. chance
1: to do an interview with anybody. I'd be like, we have to do it
3: because I because that's what it felt like a lot for me. Right, like everyone she is the she is the girl with the loaded gun she is walking around like she she at one point tells him tells psycho Gorman to kill luke and then she goes don't just kidding and it's like what is wrong mm-hmm. with you child
2: yep. <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I, you know i wouldn't uh begin to actually try to understand the I guess, cognition of children. I took one class on it and I decided forever that I'd be a secondary education teacher and not a, uh, (laughs) well, I guess elementary when they're actually in their important formative years. So, uh, but she was definitely psycho. I get it now. But I will say, okay, I will say, I think they showed a lot of vulnerable moments for her where she's actually just dealing with her insecurities by being the bully to her brother and to the people around her. So it's a little bit less. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she's psycho. Psycho
1: Gorman turn Alistair into a brain monster with no repercussions. Right. And, uh, but, but what really clenched her for me as a character, it was towards the end, um, where like, um, the mom is protecting, um, the daughter who's protecting psycho Gorman um, from being smited by the Templar and uh,
2: <laughs> out of the, context. Yeah. All of those strings of
1: words are like, where's it going? All right. But But um, it's the whole, like the brother still doesn't know if he wants to give up the gem. And he's like, you never said sorry to me. And you're always like hitting me and stuff. And it harkens back to the beginning where the father's saying like, yeah, well, you know, your brother's not going to want to play with you if you keep doing that kind of stuff. And it came true, for sure. Um, And then they sing the song. They sing that song from, like, uh, you know, kind of the beginning, the Frig You or whatever Mm -hmm. song. And um, I was like, they're just going to let her get away with it. Like, that (laughs) makes me hate her. Like, I already, like, I was already, like, her antics were a little bit, you know kind of just barely on the edge for me like it was just barely over from going over the edge and i'm like this is gonna be what pushes me over the edge into not liking this character but when she you know morse coded i'm sorry i'm like all right character redeemed in my mind i
2: Which agree. that's the only way she could apologize
1: that that totally made sense and you know what the you know with with her being the uh you know, particular type of person she is, uh, I would, I would definitely say that's, that's a concession that I'm willing to make.
3: Just a little update. Okay. Uh, you can follow Steve Kostansky at Instagram's, uh, kill underscore Kostanski. Uh, you could also follow Adam Brooks. They're part of like the same film collective, uh, Adam Brooks, yeah. 79, uh, Steve Kostansky announced, uh, Seven days ago, that he's partnering—they're partnering with Plastic Meatball to release Psycho Gorman merch, uh, including action figures of Psycho Gorman and Pandora.
2: I'm gonna say that I 100% do not like the idea of collecting action figures. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not my bag. It takes up space, and you're not gonna do anything with it. I will buy a Psycho Gorman action
3: figure 100%. Well, you can get them at plasticmeatball.com. You're welcome, Steve, for the shout-out. What yeah, else do they got? To send I'm us curious... some,
1: uh, if you want to send us some Gorman merch, Yo, if we'll you want to send us Gorman wear it. Merch, it. We'll, we will continue. we'll wear it every day.
3: We'll talk about We'll wear this... it on the podcast. We'll talk about this movie all year. Yeah, We're going to do it anyway. It, yeah. Everything... Welcome to the Psycho
2: Gorman podcast. This movie... mm-hmm. I'm your host, Psycho
3: Gorman. This movie has set the bar for sci-fi in 2021, I think. <laughs>
2: Yeah, honestly, isn't Dune supposed oh. to come out this year? Uh, Good yeah. fucking luck.
3: Good luck, Dune. <laughs> yeah, well then Dune
1: should pretty much uh, you know
2: be be way worse. What do you got? This. Oscar Isaac? Who the fuck is that? Yeah, I want um, yeah. Thanks,
3: Adam Brooks in it. The then get the fuck out of, out of here. here. Get
2: the fuck out of here. What if he isn't? You it? want to release that movie in North America?
3: <laughs> Gotta get Adam Brooks. Chinese market only. It looks like <laughs> It looks like just these action figures right now. And uh, the collection launches in the spring. Um, You could sign up to be notified.
2: Oh, uh, there was another thing I wanted to point out. And it's very much a movie made in uh, 2020. Well, actually, I think it's 2019 production started on this. But um, (laughs) all the shots at cops throughout the entire movie so good i i I was like jesus christ all right you did it steve you did it (laughs) like why would you call them what i was like oh my god
3: i'm not gonna call the police i don't trust cops but here's the thing (laughs) the the thing is then
2: you could even say that that's not even a uh you know political statement because in that universe of Psycho Gorman, the cops are fucking God, useless. When so they went to the police useless. station, I was like... The actual, <laughs> so the, 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 like, the,
0: the, the palpable, like, incompetence that filled the screen when the police showed up <laughs> at the schoolyard. <laughs> it was just amazing. I was like, this no, is unbelievable, but amazing at the same time. Admittedly, they're incredibly out of their depth.
3: They are, yeah. I mean, it's it'd be tough to it'd be tough to like grade any cops' performance against Psycho Gorman. It was just, it was just but, so uh... funny. It's like
0: all of them had long hair. All of them were shaggy, just, shovel,
2: just like <laughs> beards. Yeah, their shirts are untucked, and I love it. It's like the movie did not need the scene did not need him trying to get to the car, but the cop that literally just got fucking. Zombified <laughs> had the keys. The scene didn't need that. He could have just <laughs> took off running But the it was keys, perfect. The keys. The keys. There were the keys. <laughs> and I love that the gun like morphed <laughs> into his hand for the rest yeah. of the movie. He kept, he kept shooting <laughs> it off randomly. had <laughs> so many bullets! I, I laughed so well, not
3: only that, Shy but they unload their clips. Yeah, no, that they unload I, their yeah, clips and then that. he has
1: bullets later. I have
3: to assume, if you notice, so so here's my head If you notice, the gun had kind of merged with his hand, mm-hmm. so I believe he's not firing bullets anymore, but like flesh. Oh, oh, you know, like saying. flesh bullets. That's good head Yeah, part imagine. of the monster creation. Speaking of the monster creation, the holy like Power Rangers influence, oh right? Oh my god. I oh. got strong, oh.
1: strong
0: Power Rangers vibe. I have vibes. a review
2: for you. I'm sorry. I have to pull it up.
0: Was it the Wishmaster Plus Power Rangers review? No. no. This That's is kinda... so
2: so while you're looking
1: that up, Colin, this um I I was trying to find out whole how old Steve Kostansky is because this has a very specific vibe. Like it's got like yes. that like 80s sort of like throwback retro vibe that everybody's doing and some people don't do it so, so well. Some people do it great. Um, it has like power Rangers. It's got like, you know, those like Jim Henson stuff, you know, like the, the rubber, the rubber suits and the the you know, Muppets, puppets, whatever. It's, it's got a very specific vibe. You know, I, I think that's really indicative to directors who are maybe in their forties who probably grew up in the eighties. That's, that's fair. Right. Yeah.
3: He looks quite young from his he lo- picture. Uh, well, he I found looks young,
1: here. but Dimitri Martin also looks young and they look identical.
3: And it's true.
2: Um, so I, I found it. It's, it's the top review on Amazon. <laughs> and it's the best way to explain this movie is if the creator of Power Rangers did lots of coke and made a movie. That's <laughs> 100% accurate. So I, I will say that this is if Power Rangers meets a Marvel
3: movie. Yeah, it meets like yeah. classic like 80s gore fest yes, yeah, right, right. yeah
2: absolutely but yeah. The, the the story that he came up with the expanded story of you know which i love the uh guy gax is the name of the oh yeah uh, yes which that that's how perfect. you know he's an 80s baby but yeah um I, I don't know i just i fucking i was like this is guardians of the galaxy but mm-hmm. lower budget and with lots of gore yep 40's not that young, Ben. I,
1: I mean I know 40's not really our key demo. Like our, our key demographic is probably like what? Thirty white males age twenty five to thirty
0: two. <laughs> no, specific specifically, <laughs> specifically twenty eight to twenty nine in the
1: northwest Indiana region. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wait. Maybe this maybe, maybe <laughs> south
3: maybe southwest
1: uh Chicago. Could
3: we could we talk about Kostansky's like Resume. Though? He did the Void. Like, he. I haven't seen the Void. I the hear void good was things probably about it.
1: One of my favorite movies of the year. It came out in.
3: Um. But more importantly, he has a long history in the makeup department. Yes. Yeah, uh, and that's why
1: I said he did the costumes. He must have done it himself because
3: he does very. Likely. I would believe it. I, I, I mean, don't know if
1: that's has, true, but
0: he. I see like he's a department head in a, in a couple of these like. Mm-hmm. In a couple of these, so like I, yeah, he's had a long. He's a pedigree of just um, makeup artistry. So.
3: He 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 yeah. worked on Hannibal, which is very well oh. no, known for its uh, gory special effects okay. makeup. Mm-hmm. It um,
1: Suicide Squad, Crimson Peak. That was a great movie.
3: He did it. He was key yeah. artist technician for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow! Instruments. And
3: Colin, you'll like. He was on Star Trek Discovery for three episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow yeah and he's just coming out like he's just coming to us now like i that's what i love about like film man like there's still so many like every time you're like well there's the the big 8 directors that you know about mm-hmm. and like suddenly someone comes out of nowhere and not out of nowhere he's been working for a long time but suddenly you discover someone who's been around for a while he's like hey mm-hmm. look at me and well he's like, oh, man directing. now i i want to watch everything you do he's been directing for a while too but i think this is his uh he he directed Leprechaun Returns in
2: 2018. Oh wow! Yeah, he did. Wow. I'm not saying
3: that. that's a, uh, you know, it, that it was Leprechaun Returns, Steve. You know what it was, but you know, uh, <laughs> it was it, he still it was did exactly it. the Good special job.
0: effects and makeup that were required for that film. Yeah.
3: Right. But you still did it. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, you still directed Leprechaun Returns. I know he. I'm hoping he's going to listen to this because.
1: Yeah. And he directed The Void, which, like I said, I mean, we'll never cover it on this show, but it was a great movie. Not sci-fi. Um, it's sci-fi in the way that a lot of Lovecraftian stuff ah. is, to where it's like sci-fi adjacent. But I'm there's at some... there's not enough there's not enough. Uh, I wouldn't say there's enough in it to qualify it as sci-fi for my tastes. But watch the movie, and maybe you'll disagree, and maybe we'll cover it later.
3: I'm oh wow, some he's actually like doing a see, TV so show right
2: now. He's got a quite a few episodes yeah. of Day of the Dead. Day oh, of the wow. Dead Good for him. Yep.
3: Well, and it's funny you mentioned TV show because here's the thing. And Steve, if you're out there, I would pay terrible amounts of money that I don't have. But if I had it, I'd pay a lot of money to to see a Psycho Gorman TV show. Oh, produced. my God.
1: A Monster of the Week Psycho Gorman that show. That would be perfect.
3: Yes.
2: Oh, my fucking God.
1: That would be really 100 good. 100 percent. Hey, let's pitch this to him. Psycho Gorman comes back. He's destroyed all of the rest of the galaxy except for Earth and... Except for no. monsters who come every week no, okay, to fight so him. Okay, I'm gonna write
2: this for you, Steve. Don't have to pay me. Don't worry. Um, I'm just gonna say right now oh, you have to pay here's, me. Here, here's it. the premise. You ready? Uh, because Psycho Gorman gave up the stone, he's not powerful enough to destroy Earth, and so he's still stuck on Earth. And he gives up, but then all the people that he's wronged over the you know centuries or whatever mm-hmm, start showing mm-hmm. up on Earth, enact their revenge. <laughs> That's great.
3: Additionally, all the humans he's morphed in his reign of terror across Earth as well. As long as Can't one of them is one. played by, but a French- he's still,
1: but he's still Psycho Gorman. So it's there. Nobody's a as long match as one of them is played him. by French Stewart. Right. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that scene where um the guy is in a frozen stasis or whatever, and oh she Lord, knocks Lord, him at the over. Beginning? He's like, "That's yeah. my masterpiece."
1: <laughs> 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 the guy just thanks him, as he presumably passes.
3: And like I just want to say like just to cuz we we're, we're you know, we're we're pretty far into it and we're just talking about like favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. But right. <laughs> you know, to get into the sci-fi of it all, is the movie a bit more space fantasy than sci-fi? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it still utilizes like uh I think in a really great way like sci-fi themes on existentialism, on what it means to be human really well like i like the whole concept of of this family who's just like like especially um greg and and mimi who are just like yeah no like to go destroy the universe it's probably for the best like i i've always i i wonder if cabin in the woods is sci-fi hmm. probably I not i feel like ben we've had this discussion
2: before <laughs> cabin in the woods is sci-fi really Man, it,
0: well, have we like, all seen it's it? It's like fantasy oh, yeah.
2: elements entrapped
0: in sci-fi.
2: I don't know how to describe it. 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 It's fantasy it's a weird elements it's yeah. yeah. in sci-fi,
3: ensconced in horror. Oh. But And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not seen Cabin in the Woods, because you should see it uh, completely unspoiled if possible. But the ending of this reminded me a lot of the ending of that, where it's just like, you know what? It's probably for the best. <laughs> like, yes. That this that that Psycho Gorman just does this. Because look, like, look what led could could there was a point where I was like, wow, like I know I'm not really supposed to like Psycho Gorman, but I get it. I get where he's at. Like he he's hurting. He had been enslaved for so long, had been beaten and tortured for so long by these Templars that like there comes a point where when he gets this gem and he gets the power to enact his revenge, it doesn't fill that hole for him. He's still... He's like, you know what? Like, this... Yes, he's like he's like, oh, I'll do it for chaos. oh I'll do it for that but then you look at the way he he looks at Luke when he sees Mimi treat him badly and (laughs) I'm getting really detailed here y'all when you look at you look when you see look at the way he looks at him You realize that yes while like destroying the universe is like a pain driven thing for him It also feels a lot like he he wants to destroy everything so that there's never a chance for someone to be enslaved the way he is again you know like yeah he gets like minions and he 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 uses them but i don't think um i think it's only whenever he's wronged right whenever he's attacked Otherwise, he'll never enslave an innocent life, I think, throughout the whole movie. So it's like it's one of those things where he wants to destroy the universe because the universe is inevitably going to lead, no matter what planet it is, it's inevitably going to lead to the same trauma that he experienced for some other poor soul out there. So it's better if just everything is dead.
0: Well, I mean, he also likes to enact infinite pain on people so i feel like that kind of
3: well that's the hurt it's in the butt. that's the hurt so that's the irrational
1: if you, destroy the, if you destroy the universe there's no one around to hurt you anymore
3: exactly he's he's building walls he's building walls yeah. <laughs> between him but and everyone else mimi was doing the whole time <laughs> yes well and mimi it's that's why mimi and he are the only ones to be able to break down each other's walls that's why there's a real connection at the by the end of it is like the 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 enslaved finds. Oh, I don't like that metaphor. Never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, so, no,
2: I, Ben's canceled. But the thing is, is I don't think <laughs> a Psycho Goreman did not form the connection with just Mimi. He formed the connection with the whole family. With the whole family. Because while they were on split sides, they all at the end
3: came together and he also sees Mimi's ability to change i think is the other thing he sees that Mimi like you know first of all puts her own desires which is to control psycho gorman aside in order to save him and then he also sees her take care of her brother as well uh and i think for that he you know he sees he sees that he gets what love is love is is change to psycho gorman and I think that's a little beautiful. This is
1: a this is a total subversion of um like 80s primetime family shows especially if they have like a wacky sidekick for no reason like uh like this is like a rated r god, that's so good you're right oh thing. my god you're so especially right especially
3: that montage sequence that oh, yeah. montage sequence uh, that's where i was like this could be a tv show mm-hmm. like you know you get the the wacky antics yeah. you get the monster of the week 22 minutes on on abc every friday afternoon i'm just We're imagining good. just
0: yeah. just like i don't know like one of the kids just being like PG, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, this would play. This would play extremely well on Adult Swim. Yes. Oh yes. This would play oh, extremely God. well on Adult Swim. Right- this has like very nope. high, like too many cooks energy. Nope.
3: And Steve, they they like accept pitches from people, dude. Yeah. Like, go do yeah. that. Shit, That's the man. right
1: If he doesn't pitch this, so we should I
0: pitch it with our it, own. We character. should. We need to tweet him or something, or get on his uh, Insta and just let him know. Like, you need to do. I'm this. also
2: seeing that he should probably look into making yeah, I'm available uh, Psycho Gorman, Gorman, sorry, a uh, animated thing for Adult Swim. That would be perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Animated yeah.
3: works great too. Honestly, I'd be fine either, either way, as long as it's like the same
0: creatives. Well he he really likes practical effects. That's a re- I mean that's his kind of like his thing. And he thing. yeah.
3: He has all the costumes now. Yeah, at I was going to say you have all the
0: suits. Mm-hmm. You already put that in. Like
3: you could yeah. you you could easily use everyone in that uh in in that council chamber right off the bat. So there's 12 costumes right there. You're good to go. You could even like make some adjustments if you don't want them to be those people. You know, you can just make some small tweaks here and there. And they're just the races of those people. They're like, oh, you killed my leader. Oh, they killed himself, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, you guys saw that. I I love that. Oh my God. There's always a way out. All right, who's killing themselves (laughs) first? i was like <laughs> like pull out this like snub nose revolver i'm, I'm like, like where gonna <laughs> get that like, kill pg with a snub nose was... revolver oh my god oh, i loved god. that so I much that was you. just the right flavor of absurd yeah. because like you're just like why do you have a snub nose why don't you have a laser gun or something and like yeah. no that's the point is that's why it's fucking hilarious <laughs>
3: I also love them eating Pluto's. The first time
0: they oh, said that, I was oh like God. They, they
2: didn't just say bludels, did they? And Blutles. they said it Once one more Blutles. time. it's like,
0: <laughs> God, who played that guy? Because that was just perfect. I shout out
2: the same guy that played the blue alien in the beginning of the Mandalorian. Right. No, that's honestly, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. That's oh man, if you've gotten this far and you you, you spoiled this movie for yourself, I'm sorry. Yeah, like fucked. you fucked up yeah. here, man. Like. It's, it is what it is, you know. It's there's still it's time. A modern masterpiece. Yeah, still time it,
2: so it. the last time I enjoyed a movie with a budget of this size probably has to be Hunter Prey. I think it was called a sci-fi movie back in the day that was really, really good and seriously under budget. I think it was called Hunter Prey. I have to look that up.
3: I mean, Color Out of Space was really under budget too, wasn't it? Um, it was six to twelve million dollars. That's that's pretty low.
2: Okay, but for what they're trying to do in that movie, is fine. Hunter prey had a budget of four hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Wow! And they're trying to do shit on the level of like, well, not yeah. on the level, but Dune.
3: Respect, respect. I'll so, just check that
2: out. Uh, actually, I'm going to say that now, Ben. If we could this year throw that on the schedule, I would love to do that. It's from two thousand nine.
3: I'll get it fit in somewhere.
2: <clears throat> in fact, Andrew, I'm pretty sure your boss is the one who told me about the movie, so... Maybe. What'd you say? A- hunter prey? prey.
3: Is it, like, Hunter... I'll uh, hunter ask X him to hunter work tomorrow.
1: That, like <laughs> hunter, Hunter.
0: Looks like... Okay, so I'm looking through... I, I just went through the cast randomly, trying to find this guy, and it looks like... This is like the usual, you know, like Adam Sandler film, like same cast every single time sort of thing.
3: They're collective. Oh, it's uh, it's, sorry. I had the name of them earlier. Uh, Astron six is what they're called. Yeah, Astron I was 6. Say, yeah. So they just basically they're at uh, uh, Adam Brooks is in it. Steve Kostansky is in it. Um, there was a, I found their wiki. Uh, give me one sec. I'll find it again.
1: Yeah, there's no Steve Kostansky wiki, but there's an Axion 6. Astron 6, right?
2: Right. <laughs> it shows the world we live in.
3: Uh, Yeah, it's uh, the key people are Adam Brooks, Jeremy Gillespie, Matt Kennedy, Connor Sweeney, and Steve Kostansky. And I'm sure all of their names are on the credits for that somewhere along the line. However, it's it's strange that Psycho Gorman is not uh, filmed as part of Astron 6. So I think there might have been some contract things going oh. on somewhere along the line but it's you know it's it's similar people yeah uh the void i think is part of astron 6 ooh i don't remember it's been a long time since i watched it but yeah man i think i said my piece so
2: why? Yep. I, so I guess that's the, and we've kind of touched on it, but I don't know if you guys want to go around the table now and tell me whether or not this is good sci-fi or bad sci-fi. Um, with the caveat in that we've already kind of acknowledged that this is more fantasy than sci-fi, but let's do it anyways. Uh, we're going to start with Ben
3: great sci-fi honestly and if you really want me to say it great space fantasy then but i you know it knows what it is and at no point does it try to be more or less than that it it stays in its lane it has the ability to look deeper if you really wanted to i think like i said like like i went off on my psycho gorman hurting tangent i think that's in, i i i think it's intentional like much of this film is you know when you have this low of a budget and a movie comes out this good, things don't happen by accident like that. You know, you need to be well-planned, and you need to have a talented group of people on there. And I think from costume design, to writing, to acting, to directing, I think everyone here not only was talented and and wanted to be there, but they brought their best. And I think it shows a lot. Even the weakest acting at some points from from some people who I'm not even going to call out because everyone does their best, uh, even their weakest acting is still entertaining. They're fun to watch, and like there's some comedy sci-fi out there that is good, but it doesn't it doesn't have this feeling that Psycho Gorman invokes in me, evokes in me something uh, palpable and and lovable. It's something that makes me want to show every single person in the world this fucking movie. So uh, yeah, great sci-fi. There's just something about it.
2: All right, very well. <clears throat> Bill.
3: Uh
0: I would say that I think it's um you know, it's not classic sci-fi, but it's definitely like an element of like what makes, like we said earlier, Power Rangers good, you know, entertaining. I feel like it's one of those things that's like super campy, definitely its own thing. Um and uh and like I said, entertaining and like over the top performances and like, perfect timing on a lot of them, and you know, like, it's very self-deprecating humor, which I definitely appreciate, which like, um, like when he starts to go on to like, a lore-ridden story, and then she's like, okay, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) Boring! Like, that sort of thing is what makes it so unique to me, is that like, it doesn't take itself seriously. Yet it's such like, high-quality, like, like special effects who are. So I'd say it's okay sci-fi and it was very enjoyable. Very enjoyable.
2: All right, Andrew. <clears throat>
1: uh, I'm going to briefly echo uh, what Ben said. Um, Caroline asked me how the movie was going about halfway through and uh, I'm like, it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And she's like, oh, you know, what is it like? Is it like this? Is it like that? I'm like, you know what? It knows exactly what it wants to be. It knows what it is. It's not, trying to be it's campy it's like very it's like I described it's very like you know 80s throwback retro like everybody's doing now uh which is fine I I love that aesthetic um when done right Uh, otherwise it can be a little grating um but uh I I think it's really good really great sci-fi um I like it a lot. I kind of wish that I just spent the $12 and bought the movie instead of just spending the uh, $7 or $8 Mm -hmm. and renting it. But if they're doing a... I prefer physical releases anyway. So when that comes out, I want it.
2: March 16th. Look for it. There you go. All right. Um, Just to top it off, I actually liked it as uh, a sci-fi movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Like I said earlier, I think there is... Um, a lot of these characters are dealing with their insecurities, and they're tackling them together in a weird fucking way. Um, also, I I still go back to it. I love that line where the father's like, "I think you know the humans are the real monsters." It's a joke. It's you know you're supposed to just like kind of chuckle when he says it. We all did, but at the same time, he's not wrong. Um, <clears throat> I I think I would have liked it if he showed it more in this movie, but regardless, I, uh, I thought it was good sci-fi. Um, (laughs) you know, I'm probably, this is one of those few movies where I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Not right away. I'm going to stew on it, but maybe there's something we missed. Maybe there's like little things that they fed in the background. Who knows? But, um, either way, I really enjoyed it. Glad I watched it. 10 out of 10. We'll watch again. Mm Hmm.
3: I'm gonna strap Tyler down to watch this, so I know I'm gonna watch it one more time.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, do definitely do it. You know what? Tyler will actually love this movie. Oh, okay, he'll
3: so. love it. He wanted to watch it. He just was busy today, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, he's a busy boy. So next week, uh, pay attention. We will be watching and talking about Synchronic, which that's the uh, Anthony Mackie movie, right?
3: uh i forget <laughs> believe it is there's so many of them uh it's yeah. anthony mackie and uh someone else it's not just anthony mackie
2: no i know yeah there's somebody else in it that's like worth noting but jamie not... dornan yes okay that's who it is um so you know we've had a, a really bad run with anthony mackie things of late and I know March we're going to get wowed with uh, his return to Marvel form, but in the meantime, let's go back down his sci-fi hole that we've been going down the last couple of months. It's the only way I could describe it. I don't uh, know if I want to deal with his hole. That's uh, the only way I could describe it. But let's do it. this,
3: so, this was uh, so at at a certain point, just so everyone knows, I. Was like, okay, what kind of what sci fi movies? I realized I missed a couple movies in 2020. Well, I suggested the this schedule. last year. Yeah, I, I I think you did. Yeah, I remember you did. And I was like, whatever. Yeah, sure. But I, I went down a list, and uh, there was like all, the, all of 2020's best sci fi films. And so I was like, oh, like we missed this. We missed this. So this is one of those right now. Uh, we've got a yeah. few more of those coming up throughout the next few months, but this is one of those.
2: Now I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to watch it just because I know I'm going to hate it and I'm sure <laughs> we all are. So when you get a chance, just get in there, watch Synchronic so we could talk about it next week. Um, I think it's all I have for you. So without further ado until next time.